All right. Hello. Oh, I'm still muted. Sorry. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Excellent. Good to see everyone. Hi, everybody. It's just uh, Daniel, Marla, and myself, and, and Derek here. So we uh, uh, have a forum. Uh, thanks to you guys on Zoom. So thank you so much for uh, doing that uh, virtual virtual thing. <clears throat> All right, great. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off unless anybody has any objections. Uh, it is December 14th. Uh, my name is Daniel B. Smith. I'm the chair of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission, uh, and I am calling this meeting to order at 7.32 um, with a roll call vote, as I always do. Um, and I'm going to start with Marlo. Present. And then uh, oh, Denise. Uh, and then Mary. Present. And then Dina. I think I saw Dina. Yeah, so she's we'll... she's mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't hear. I'm uh, sorry. Did you say my name up here? Yeah, Dina. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And then Marciana. Here. And then Rebecca. Here. And then Jill and Tim. I believe both of them could not make it. All right, great. So moving on from that, we will uh, kick things off by including the November minutes. Uh, so at this time, if anybody has any comments about the minutes from November, um, or uh, a motion to approve them, I will accept those. This is Dina Amat. I'll make a motion to approve the minutes. Great. Thank you, Dina. And do I have a second? This is Marlo. I'll second. This is Rebecca Schlichting, and I second. All right. Great. I will accept either of those uh so then once again the roll call vote marlo approved uh mary yeah dina uh, approved marciana approved rebecca approved great and i will approve as well it will pass unanimously which means that we will move right along. I always, I used to always say this is going to be a short meeting and then I stopped doing it, but <laughs> really, I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, uh, public comment is up next. I don't know if we have anybody online. We don't appear to have anybody here, but if anybody has public comment, um, go ahead. I, I don't think so. I think it's just us. Just us. All right, great. Just the five of us. So um, then we will go ahead and move on to new business and uh, discuss the Phoenix Awards nominations. And I, I think that that's something I don't know who anything about it. So I'm excited to, to hear hear what's going on. So let me pull this up for us here. Get you guys on Zoom with us. Please hold. <laughs> All right. All right, let me know if you have trouble seeing this. My little bar out of the way here, sorry guys. Okay, so our next step in the Phoenix Awards is to send out 
um, the 2023 nomination uh, instructions. We I have had some um, emails come through asking for this. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are definitely um, taking notice of, of what we're doing and excited to recommend themselves and their friends. Um, and this usually goes out um, sometime in the new year, and I know we're bumping up the calendar. Uh, so I thought, you know, this would be a logical next step. Um, I included the calendar and uh, I included the entire calendar. So we're just going to scroll down here to the Phoenix Awards um, slide here. And uh, this is sort of the normal schedule for the year. And uh, according to this, it, we would have sent this out in March, um, but we're bumping things up a few months. So I think naturally it would make sense to be looking at this now, um, potentially to send out, you know, early to mid January, whatever we decide. Um, so I will scroll back up. I've highlighted uh, the dates in here and I've, I've gone over this once already and I will um, several more times as I'm making the edits to try to catch all of the um, all of the changes that we've already made to our other documents um, with the 2023 uh, date and such. Um, so first off, we are um, the ceremony for the Phoenix Awards. I think we've just tentatively kept it as a, as a fall date, as a November date. I don't think we've published the actual ceremony. Um, date but that's something we can definitely look at um and and perhaps the subcommittee if you guys um feel comfortable talking just the four of you uh and and picking a date that you think might be um a good one for the ceremony we can publish that with this document in january um so taking the pressure off of uh deciding a date right here on the spot maybe take some time and we can reconvene about that date at the retreat um I know there are several of you that are on this subcommittee here uh, in Zoom. How does that sound? Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a good idea. Great, wonderful. Well, I'll leave it to you guys to, to chat about that um, and we'll reconvene in January. Um, so the deadline to submit nominations, at least in 2019, this was left up until the month prior. Um, does that still feel appropriate? Uh, for you all. What? I'm sorry, the deadline to, to, the deadline to submit nomination September 6th? Well, it, it was just a month prior. Um, prior. So depending on when we want to have the ceremony, we can bump out that date. We, to, we probably want to set the deadline for uh, nominations being submitted I think on one of your forms, it said June. Mm -hmm. I think we can make addendums to that. Um, but what, what we need to do is make sure that we have um, the appropriate number of awards created. Mm -hmm. And we might not know that until we look at the nominations and how many we want to accept, unless we just want to give our our artists uh, um, an arbitrary number and that's, that's possible as well absolutely um but, I, but other, otherwise i guess my point is we can't keep accepting nominations until the month or six weeks before we're going to give out the awards because that doesn't give our our artists time enough to create them 
Absolutely. Yeah. Good, good point. I think putting the applications earlier in huh. January, cutting it off earlier makes sense because then we have an ample amount of time to, if it's too open-ended, if it's like an entire year that people are applying, right. it's more confusing, I think. Right. I would suggest maybe waiting until February to open in more. January is kind of a lost month for a lot of people. Sure, yes, that's a good point. So maybe if we opened the awards in February and accepted them, um, I don't know, what do you folks think? End of May? June? Yeah, near June. Yeah, Danny Smith, I think, I think June sounds fine. It, it is nice, yeah, since we are getting started earlier. It seems like we still have quite a bit of time. And I do want just for clarity's sake, because Phoenix Awards are really like my one blind spot when it comes to LCAC. So in the past, and I'm sure it's probably before, but in the past, artists would make, there's not a set number of awards that are, that are made. That, that is this number that fluctuates. And if anybody who has pre-COVID experience with Phoenix Awards wants to speak to that a little bit, I think, I think that's an interesting facet of it, where it's not like we give out a certain number of awards, it depends on, I guess, just the, the whims of, 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 uh, of the group. Well, it has varied from year to year, but in some years, it has been written into the contract with the artist that they're expected to deliver, say, eight awards or ten awards, and then we're, we're, um, we make that number of awards. And Mary, I also wonder too if we'll have more this year because we haven't done it for so long. People have been waiting. We very well could. So this is Dina Amont. Um, I think that's so hard to predict because um, you would think that there would be some sort of like pent up demand and there would be a lot. Um, but I'm not sure that's happening um, in other areas in general. So I would hope that would be the case, but I'm, uh, I just don't know. It's, I think it's gonna be hard to predict. And we, once we establish who our artist is going to be, um, maybe we could have a conversation with that person about, how many they feel they could um, provide for us? Sure. Or we could, or we could write in like six to twelve in the contract. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, I think having a parade is a good idea. I feel like. The Phoenix Awards subcommittee, you know, just kind of take the lead on a lot of these decisions. But I, I think at some point, just discussing whether or not having a set number per year, whether that, I think it should at least be up for consideration at some point. And the other thing that I was going to say is goes back to what, what, what you're saying, Marla, is the fact that with some pent up oh, demand, excuse, I, I wonder. Excuse me, Daniel, could I interrupt? Uh, sure, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's very hard to, to understand. Oh, okay. Breaking up. I don't know if it's just me or How, other people are experiencing that. Well, are, are there people to me too? Right. Is it just me, or is it is it everybody here in the room? It's just you. Just me. Oh, I might I might switch my microphones real quick. Um, let's see. Yeah, that, that should be fine. I was just saying that I, I think exploring the, the 
idea of having a set number of awards is something that could be is at least it should be it should be considered at some point. And then the other thing I was going to say is just you know the idea of there being a pent up demand to recognize folks. I wonder if if we do kind of want to make it explicit in in the in the nomination process that folks who did amazing stuff during the pandemic and who were not recognized people should should really try and rem rem think of those people and think of the you know in the years where we weren't presenting those awards who who would have been recognized so we can make sure that those people um, are also recognized I think that's a good point, Daniel. I also think that people did some great work during the pandemic. So that's something cool to highlight. People did really interesting virtual concerts and different art engagements. We had to really think outside the box. So adding that verbiage in the call could be really cool. I also did want to point out, it looks like Derek, Derek you have some. You want, you want I was on the semantics. I had a couple of comments. So you have a subcommittee. Are, are they going to work on the form, the semantic, uh, the semantics of the date? So you open in the first week of February, and, and that stuff will help Abby in writing that. And then maybe on the advertising, we can do a lot more this year to promote it from the city side of what we do with marketing the communication events division. So that should help interest. Mm -hmm. Roger, I understand a word of what she said. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me now? Is this better? I'm just about eating the microphone. Um, what I said is from the communications and events side of Parks and Recreation, we can do a better job of marketing it to the public to let them know um, about the Phoenix Awards and getting the word out and spreading the community and getting the excitement going through uh, Roger Steinbrock's division and Abby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I we can do more. We can try different things to see what works. I definitely look at um, sort of digital marketing as an experiment in some regards and trying to figure out where our audience is um, and, and where to reach them. Um, we've definitely been pushing social. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I've gotten some uh, interest in, in nominating. So, yeah. It's awesome. Is this better? Mary, is this thumbs up better? Okay. Oh, that's way better. Awesome. Yeah, we can absolutely try some new stuff and, and uh, try to get marketing, um, push marketing a little bit more for the for these. Absolutely. I think that flame newsletter is always, mm -hmm. you know, something that goes to everybody. So I think that's a good thing to do. And then I thought the city's social media graphics were great. So those were easy to share. And I was able to share those really easily. So doing that kind of thing. I also would love to do, I know we weren't able to do that open house, but I think some personal engagement with people, like if we can be at a coffee shop and just have our faces out there, I think having that person to person thing would be really great. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think the, um, there's a little bit of a learning curve for me on, on uh, organizing that um, for you guys as well. And I definitely think that um, it's a little bit nuanced uh, for me, you know, working with the city to um, that coffee shop relationship. I think I have to be really careful um, about, uh, you know, asking asking them. So I think maybe if we wanted to do it in a coffee shop, maybe um, one of the commissioners, I don't know if Marla, you have something, some place in mind um, just to get in touch with them. And then I can help from sort of more, um, the organization stuff from from this end Porter used sense. to do it all the time just reach yeah. out to me we okay I'm just, cool. I was going through his old job description I'm going well, where are we doing you know the integration with funnel Fridays and downtown yeah. Lawrence and explore Lawrence. so we can just collaborate get a, a subtask group reach out and we'll get it done 
Yeah, because Porter, we used to do those culture chats and we did them at Decade or we'd be off site and it was really fun. And it's just a way to engage people outside of a traditional municipal building and Mm -hmm. just get out into the community versus waiting for people to come to us. That would be great. Make that happen. Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, moving down this nomination instructions document, um, I think what we had decided, the only dates on here that we really need to finalize um, would be uh, the ceremony date and then when we want to close nominations. Um, And I think if the subcommittee feels like you can come up with a date for the ceremony, um, uh, and perhaps ending uh, this, the um, nominations in in June or at the end of May, um, why don't you think about that date as well? And we can reconvene at the retreat um, and finalize this document uh, to be sent out um, early February, whenever you see fit. Uh, yeah, how does that feel? This is Mary, that sounds good to me. Excellent. Thank you guys for being willing to do so much work on your end. Um, absolutely. that We can definitely do that. Great. Thank you, uh, Phoenix Awards subcommittee members. Um, I, if nobody else is in their comments, I think we can go on, on over to old news or old, uh, old business, or we're going to be talking about uh, the Phoenix Awards more. <laughs> Yeah, so we had some conversation. I had some conversation with the subcommittee uh, for the Phoenix Awards um, over the last uh, two weeks, um, talking about um, their their recommendation of a a, a lovely art um, create the actual physical awards, and they have come up with a suggestion. Um, and I was wondering if uh, anybody from the subcommittee would like to talk about it, or if we should just move forward and 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 show that. Uh, recommendation. Does anybody want to feel? Yeah. Um, I, I think everybody knows that we got two submissions for to be the artist. And um, why don't you just show the the recommendation, the one we're recommending? Absolutely. Yeah, so her name is Tony uh, Brew, and she makes these really awesome, colorful, uh, dramatic sun uh, sculptures. Um, and I think they definitely lend very well to uh, a physical award. I think it's ceramic, it'll age well. Um, she's been doing it for a long time. Uh, and I was really happy to see this come through, especially because we, you know, we were wanting to make a choice. Oh, <laughs> sorry. All right, technical difficulties. Thanks, Kurt. Okay. (laughs) Can everybody see? Excellent. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, this is, they're just fabulous. Um, I was excited to see this come through and um, yeah, I'll be excited to to reach back out to them. Um, Does anyone have any questions? DLB Smith. So is my understanding that the, the members of the, the Phoenix Ward subcommittee have, have already come to the, the conclusion that this is the artist they want to recommend to, to go forward with? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. 
Yes. So as we, um, you know, get further into the process through this year, uh, I need to look at the calendar again to figure out exactly when contracts with the artists would go out. But uh, that'll be something that uh, we can definitely look at for sure to to make sure all the language is updated um, and including that sort of range of award, physical award numbers. Um, but yeah, I think I'm excited to work with this person and yeah. It's delightful. So, Abby, will you be getting with Tony to let her know that she is the, the chosen one? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm planning to reach out to her before Christmas, um, but I know it's sort of a, 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 a intense time for a lot of people, so I'm not sure if I'll hear back <laughs> the, uh, before Christmas, but I'll definitely let her know um, beforehand and to expect a little bit more information from us uh, in, in the coming months. Debbie Smith, well, I was going to say I certainly uh, agree with your statements. I think that the their style would lend itself really well to a physical award. And also, I mean, I have to say, like, I, I recognize I recognize their style. I've I've, I've seen seen their stuff, and I, I um I, I would be I would be happy to uh to to uh, approve their their nomination. So, so Abby, would it be um? I think it after this meeting, particularly since this is a public meeting, some sort of official um, response should be sent to Tony. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely, yes, I can anointing so. her as the, as the uh, as the person to do these. Um, and, and my understanding is he'll take care of that. Pretty yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I can. I can work on it and have it sent tomorrow. Fantastic. Did you want to do Perfect. anything, person, with her? I don't know. So I'm asking. In the past, have you done something besides a letter? And do you do a, a real ceremony and award and a grip and grin and all that good stuff? And so, I, I, Mary, I, I think I'd look to you for how did the how did it go in the past. Uh, I think we did a public announcement that the person had been chosen. I don't think we did any any ceremony or anything. Um, mm -hmm. That's my right. It might be nice to do. To, I mean, nothing's going to happen before Christmas. Right. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe in February, in March, or oh, sorry, January. I don't know what day it is. Maybe in January we could do some sort of press release with her picture and uh, a sample of what she's doing or mm -hmm. set her work or something, just to give her a little more recognition. I don't know, what the rest of you think? Absolutely, definitely press release at minimum. Um, Let's see what the board thinks. I, I'm absolutely. curious, if, mm -hmm. it'd be great to get an in-person with some of the art and do do some of the city photography and get it out on the city city website it would be cool. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think I think that's a great idea. But I, I do wonder if maybe we want to wait until until the physical. We could do an unveiling of the of the the, the awards. I mean, obviously that has brings up you know some of the timeline issues as far as when when are the physical awards going to be going to be ready. But I think that revealing the award and and what that looks like, um, it would be a, it would be a really good opportunity for that sort of thing. And then you know prior to the, the actual ceremony, which would be be its own its own thing. Yeah. So. Good, good point, Daniel. I think we could probably do all of the above. 
with a, yeah. a special announcement that she's the one that's been chosen and some samples of, of her work. And then maybe um, later in the spring, uh, once she started working on these, get a, a sample that could be used on promotions and postcards and things for the for the actual ceremony. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of really rich opportunities for marketing in here um, and definitely uh, giving her a ton of opportunity and exposure. And, uh, DMV Smith, and, and I'll, I'll say just to just be totally clear, if, if if you want me to, I don't know where this individual is, but if you want me to drive over there and, and shake their hand for a photographer tomorrow, like I'll, I'll make I'll make time for it if if, if, that, if people feel like that's worth the worth the effort. So like the publisher's clearing sweepstakes. <laughs> I do have a giant check. But. Love it. Uh, this is Dina Amon. Um, isn't um, isn't her show still up at Wheatfields? Does anyone know? I'll have to check on that. That'd be really wonderful. Yeah. 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 She, um, gosh, I haven't been there lately, but I, uh, she had a show at Wheatfields. I'm not sure when it closes or perhaps it might have already, but it might be nice to get, um, I, I like what Mary was saying about do something soon and get it out there, especially if it's, if her show is still up. And then at a later point, we could do something with her samples because I'm with her, you know, a, 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 her, you know, first one, because um, I'm sure that's going to take a while to do that. But we could jump on it right away with an announcement. I think that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, Smith, yeah, I, I agree. I think we could look into that, see if 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 the show's still up at Wheatfields, we could we could potentially meet at Wheatfields and do and do a photo. So I think I think that'll be something where we can follow Abby, you and I can follow up and try and try and figure out some of the specifics on that. Um my big question is do we need to uh are we gonna need a vote to to approve the the selection or uh, it's more of a uh as I understood it, it it was a recommendation of this person and this artist to the rest of the committee on which we would vote. Okay. Um, that was just my understanding. Sure. But. Yeah. I just wanted to see because I mean, if, if that is the case, then then um, you know, obviously we can continue discussing potential for for uh, you know you know celebrating the awards. But um, I'd, I'd also accept a motion to uh, to approve this this selection. I think the motion comes from the committee. All right, great. Well, then, can we can we get a second to it? I we guess. Don't need a second yeah. if it's a motion oh. by committee. Okay, then we'll just do a we'll do a roll call, uh, starting with Marlo. Great. And then after that, it'll be Mary. Approved. And then Dina. Fully approved. And then Marciana. Approved. And then Rebecca. Approved. And then I will also approve, and it, and it will pass unanimously. Um, great job again to our, our Phoenix Award Committee. Um, is the next thing, the next thing on the agenda is actually not about the Phoenix Awards. Um, so we can move on. Up next, we are going to look at uh, reviewing the mural proposal criteria. And it's unfortunate that Denise couldn't be here with us for this meeting because I know that she has had a lot of insights about uh, the mural proposal criteria in the past. So. Yeah, this uh, I put this on the agenda in response to um, comments that Denise made at our November meeting. And let me not forget to share my screen this time. Um, uh, we had a, a very interesting um, proposal come through for public art 
uh, in November uh, that wasn't necessarily within our uh, jurisdiction or you know our purview. Um, uh, but yet very interesting. And and Denise, I think, was making comments of like maybe we should uh, you know adjust this so that it's a little bit more clear the types of projects that should be applying for a, a mural proposal. Um, and as she is not present today, I think if uh, you guys still want to look through this, we definitely, definitely can. Um, but I do want to give her the space to to make some edits uh, as well if she'd uh, like to. Um, so I think we can um, definitely look, look over this if you guys would like to, or we can move forward um, and agree to touch base on this again in the new year. Does anyone have a feeling one way or the other? I think since Denise had such strong feelings, it might be appropriate to defer it until she was present. Sure, absolutely. Debbie Smith, yeah, I agree. And I even wonder if, um, you know, since the outdoor sculpture exhibition uh, application period is ending on December 17th, and then that the ODSE subcommittee will potentially, you know, meet after that, probably not immediately after that, but after that, I wonder if maybe this would be something, I mean, I'm happy to have this be something that is discussed at a, a full meeting, but I, I wonder if maybe the ODSE would be um, a, a better place to actually get into the weeds and discuss the criteria and then bring it to the, the full group. And, and Denise is on that subcommittee, so. That makes sense to me because it's a public art committee. So I think that is a good way to go. Absolutely, I can um, I can send an email to that specific subcommittee and ask their thoughts on that, and I'm sure I'm sure they'll be interested to discuss that for sure. All right, well, I will stop my share on that. Great, yeah, we can uh, we can go ahead and move on to the next item, which is um, the January retreat. Yeah, so a little bit of an update on that. We did decide at the last meeting to move forward with our proposed date of the 22nd, um, moving the time back uh, a little bit later. Um, so that will be 3 to 5 p.m. And I've made a reservation in this uh, room um, for that for that date and time. Um, and we are allowed to bring snacks, I checked. Um, so I will definitely be bringing some snacks. Um, and, and that's the update is that the location we, we um, ha I have booked it in here um, just because the virtual component is so accessible um, to people um, and not that I've seen a, a huge demand for that, just um, wanting to operate with that uh, degree of publicness. Um, and uh, I think now might be a, a nice opportunity to touch back on some of the other uh, parts of this that we have talked about in previous meetings. Um, I know we've discussed um, potentially doing a little bit of a meet and greet with the city commission. Um, is that something that you guys uh, still feel um, interested in? If so, uh, I can definitely um, reach out to them and see if that it's it's something they can fit on their calendar uh, for that time period. And if not, I think it's totally fine too. I just wanted to re to bring that up and give us a chance to touch base on that. This is Marlo. I would suggest inviting them. I think that's what we did the year that Lisa Larson came when she was mayor and it was wonderful to have her there and she didn't stay for the whole time, but she got caught up on some of the things we were talking about and I thought it was really lovely. So less of a meet and greet and more of being at the table and being part of the discussion. Yeah, absolutely. 
Wonderful. Yeah. Daniel B. Smith. Yeah, I totally agree. I think we should invite them and um, yeah, just for, for a, a section, maybe just the beginning or just the middle or, or something like that. So. Absolutely. Yes. And um, Daniel and I will be creating an agenda for this meeting. Um, and uh, if between here and, and then, um, if you have an idea of something that you'd really like to be on that agenda, please reach out to me um, or to Daniel. Um, we, yeah, it's a time for fellowship and it's definitely a time to to look over what we're doing uh, throughout the next year. Um, but it's also a unique experience too. Um, and my first, uh, first January retreat, so it'll be a little bit different for me than the fall one, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I would open the floor for um, any comments about how they've been done in the past, just to give me a little bit more context on on making sure some of the more traditional things are in that agenda. Um, yeah, if anyone has thoughts on that, feel free to share. This is Marlo, they're usually pretty informal. So there is an agenda and usually Porter would send it to us for feedback before making it official. So it was very helpful to get everyone's notes on that. And then it was conversational and broader picture. So one thing that was helpful, if I remember correctly, I think the last one was at Theater Lawrence and there was a whiteboard or something where we can physically draw on things. It was just mm -hmm. a little bit less like we're chained to our seats here and a little bit more um, retreat style where we're more getting our heads together and mapping out things in a conceptual level. Excellent. Yeah, I can bring a whiteboard for sure. Yeah, that's always fun. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I think we can move forward. Great. Yeah. Uh, um, so our next, the next item on old business is actually a TGT update from Denise. Um, and again, Denise is not here, unfortunately. Um, if, if she reviews this video, hopefully this will reinforce how important she is to this group. Uh, but she did send some highlights to me um, that I can relay, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. Um, she says the TGT members reviewed and scored a total of 30 grant applications on Friday, uh, December 9th. Wow. Uh, committee members looked at the scores and made decisions about the allocation of money amounts. Committee members uh, apportioned amounts by examining total scores, averages, uh, standard deviations, and more. So some great math words in there from, from Denise. Uh, and then the second point um, that she has here is that Roger will present the results of the committee's evaluations next Tuesday, December 20th at the Lawrence City Commission. Uh, and in Roger's words, uh, should it should it be pulled for discussion, which is because because it'll be on the cons consent agenda. And so if they want to talk about it, they will. And if they don't, they don't. So that is Denise's update on TGT um, <laughs> through through my phone and, and me reciting her email. So um, I, I'm curious if anybody has any any questions. There might be somebody in the room who can answer them, uh, even though Denise isn't here. Um, but if not, that's always okay. And if you have a question after the fact, you can always email me and uh, Roger's right next door to me so I can get an answer for you pretty quick. All right, it's on the draft agenda. Now I, I uh, it was approved this morning and uh, Sherry sent out the draft. So it's there for the 20th. So it'll be on the 20th. So yeah, and if anybody wants to attend the city commission meeting on the 20th and, and potentially hear them talk about it, that's always an option. Um, 
Moving along, we, up next we have our staff report. Um, so the first item there is we will receive an update for the quarterly budget adjustment for 2023. That's the, the rollover, I, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I added this section to the agenda just because I had several things that I felt like I would just be talking about. And um, it's not supposed to be formal. It's just an opportunity for me to talk at you guys um, about everything uh, staff liaison E. Um, so just a little bit of a preface on that. I'm not sure if it'll be in the agenda every meeting, but uh, it definitely felt right for this one. Um, let me share my screen with you guys. Um, as we've uh, spoken about in previous meetings, um, we want to roll over our, uh, the budget remainder from um, 2022 into our 2023 budget. Um, this is something that I've been working on pretty much since I uh, took over this role. Um, and I have sort of finalized the memo a little bit early um, with with Porter working with him on this. Um, and I wanted to give you guys sort of a, a firsthand look at the actual document um, and, and get that into your hands as well. Um, definitely given a little bit of a background into um, not having access to funding in 2020 and 2021. Um, and the budget rollover would be allowing us to catch up on some of that lost time and lost funding. Um, and I've definitely made sure to outline our programs here, uh, specifically in the request. Um, and as I've been advised uh, by the finance department, we can request things. We can be we can request the budget remainder um, be be added to our uh, 2023 budget as a quarter one budget adjustment. Um, and then after that, after that rolls over, then we can um, allocate funding to our programs, such as. Um, a doubled amount for community arts grants um, and increased funds for our other programs as well. Um, so this is something that I plan to um, put on the consent agenda, I believe, for their budget meeting. Which for the quarterly, for Jeremy's quarterly mm -hmm. budget adjustment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know when, when he's going to have that. So that's a Jeremy okay. item. Yeah, and I have spoken to him about this, um, and and decided that you know as first as the as quickly as I can in the new year would be the right time, um, and so that was part of the the uh, impetus for creating this now, just to have it ready to go, so that as soon as I'm back in January, I can move forward with this and get things moving. Um, yeah, I, I'll open it up to you guys for any questions you may have um, about this. Yeah. <laughs> Is Marlo, I'm not the biggest fan of the term catch up because I do feel like, you know, we presented at the city commission meeting talking about the real deficit we're in, mm -hmm. you know, after having three years of no funding. So I feel like if we say catch up, then it might feel like, oh, we're coming back to where we were and it's not the case. So I do want to make a case for additional funding for us. So I'm hesitant to put that term in there and have people think, oh, they're fine now. So I would suggest a rephrasing of that if we could. Do you have a suggested word that would maybe play better? Could somebody read that sentence I'm proposing? <laughs> I would zoom in on that. 
Um, it's down here. The LCAC is requesting a quarter one budget adjustment for the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission uh, account numbers, numbers, numbers as a way to partially catch up and be able to provide increased program funding for our artists and creative community as they continue to as they continue recovering from the impact of the pandemic. I would need to just get rid of that catch up yes. to provide. So right after the uh, 02, I think I'd leave that in there, but just say, be able to provide increased program funding for our artists. I think I would keep that there. Yeah. That says we're trying to do better and do more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely make, make that adjustment. Yep. Great. Thank you, Abby. Are there any other thoughts on, on this? I mean, it's something that we've, we've, uh, you know, been, been asking about for a while. So, you know, it's, it's nice to see it moving forward, but um, I don't have any any other input. I appreciate the wordsmithing, Marlo. Could we see this talk? Like, are you able to email it to us just for an eyeball on it before it goes out? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's part of this, uh, it's part of the um, agenda packet. Okay. So it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's there, but if emailing is easier, I can definitely do that too. If it's in that packet, I'll read it tonight just to make sure because like my eyes can't focus as well. On oh, absolutely. Life. I know it's the screens. Yeah. So from the uh, Explore Lawrence board meeting that was at last week, week before last, TGT funds are up about $200,000, but that's not due to increased heads and beds. That's due to an increase of room rates and inflation. Oh. The good news is that's increasing and the sporting events have been very helpful uh, with football catching on this year for Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> been lucky in that way. So that's been good. Yeah, it is. I it is like great timing for that, and I feel comfortable with that. But I also anticipate, you know, another pandemic could happen, and I'm just really hesitant to have our funding from this TGT source. And so, I did appreciate the door opened up a little bit where people were considering having that conversation before our next budget cycle from the city commission level. So I think it's a good conversation to have because it's unpredictable. Like this is a great year for football, maybe next year's not, or who knows what happens. It could not be a great year for general fund. Um, I'm down oh, $2.4 million next year's budget and I'm down about a million dollars this year. So we're running on ARPA funds. It may not, I'm not really excited about being in general for 2024. Gotcha. Every budget year, you know, maybe something, the sales tax numbers come in great. Um, the economy recovers, but something needs to change. At the last budget meeting, we uh, the city manager's budget requested property tax increase, I believe, either that or it was flat. So no change there, requested cuts or reductions in programs. No, nothing changed there and then parks and rec raise fees. And so that's where we were at the last board meeting on Monday night, trying to see how we do this and trying to keep the focus on fees and not other adjustments. So being in the TGT may not be, be necessarily a bad thing. As we go into the budget starting in the spring, <clears throat> the departments will start developing the budget. Part of what we do is the TGT budgeting. So we have Explore Lawrence, um, Downtown Lawrence Inc., Sister Cities, um, LCAC, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Watkins Museum. Sister Cities. Oh, we got, I think I got Sister Cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trying to do that and let's say 
we propose we're going into the general fund and I allocate all the TGT dollars somewhere else and they say no. Now I've got to go back. I'm going to have to pull TGT away from these other entities that may have been making plans. That, that's more on our planning on how do I work through this. Mm -hmm. You know, B. Smith, yeah, I definitely I appreciate the nuanced perspective and, and the idea that the grass may not be greener on the other side. I feel like, well, first of all, looking at the agenda, I know that we wanted to also discuss the fact that um, like the rollover, which we are going to be doing into 2023, is something that if we were in the general fund would, would not be an option. Um, so that, mm -hmm. that is also something to consider. And then within all the discussion, I know that we also just wanted to give a general update on, on the letter and how it was received and everything. I don't know if anybody else, uh, if anybody was able to tune into the city commission meeting to, to see Marlo give a, a, a brilliant uh, statement explaining our perspective with the, the letter that was uh, that was in the consent agenda. They, they did decide to, to pull it out for discussion. Um, so I, I'm curious if, uh, if, if Marlo, if you wanna give a little bit of perspective or if anybody has any questions um, or, or if anybody was able to watch. I'd like to hear from Marlo. <laughs> I was encouraged, Mary, about the fact that they pulled it out. So I think that was a positive thing. There were questions from Courtney Shipley and Amber Sellers, and I felt some encouraging nods. And so I feel like that door might be open if we were trying to do our approach of having some coffees or happy hours with some commissioners and really get them, you know, abreast of what's been happening for the past few years. I think the conversation about the funding, like the TGT nuances, would be excellent for the retreat. So I don't know if Derek, if you're planning to attend in January, if you could. What's it, what's the date? Twenty uh, second. Okay, Which yeah, is... I should, I should be available. I've got a conference at the end of the month. Okay, yeah, that would be great be because I think those are some of the conversations and just thinking about it, you know, from different perspectives and what might be a good approach for this year or you know what we're looking at. So. That's a great forum, I think, for the retreat. Yeah, I agree. I think that really delving into this more and some of the, the you know, pros and cons of potentially changing is definitely something we could get into there. Um, and I, I, I want to agree that, Marla, that I thought that the city commission seemed like they really received the, it was great that they did decide to discuss it. And I feel like they received it well. And I don't know if they seemed like they had any specific immediate uh, impulse about whether or not they they would be inclined towards changing the the funding structure, but they definitely I feel like you spoke a lot to the fact that you know arts and culture is not just a part of what Lawrence does, but is really like crucial and should be seen as like a crucial part of of who we are as a community, and that really seemed to be something that resonated with all of them. So, um, and 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 thanks for thanks for doing it. It was good. It was a. I, it was a. It was a pretty heated meeting. It was tense in there. I know. Well, I feel like one thing I didn't mention in that meeting, which was in the letter, but you know, just the idea of like arts and culture being on the same plane as sustainability, where sustainability has an office um, and a staff, and I felt like you know that was something that we should look at. You know, with us being so high on that strategic plan like just really putting resources behind it because there's so much we could do with a director level position. So I just wanted to, and I think they did kind of get a little bit of that, you know, at that meeting, but I think if we did some one-on-ones or they came to the retreat, um, there's some more opportunity to get everybody up to speed. And 
seeing what some possibilities are. I'm going to Salina tomorrow to be on a grant panel. So it's going to kind of pick their brains a little bit and to see like how their arts and culture um, department works and see like how they do their grant programs and what their staffing resources are like. So I think that could be a cool thing, whether we invite somebody from Salina to come talk to us or we look at some models that other cities are doing too. So, so sustainability is um, a commitment area of the strategic plan. And so they are a part of the priority based budgeting, which is a good piece of the strategic plan. So how we tie to the strategic plan is also um, related to the priority based budgeting, which connects those two. So for example, when you're in the general fund, we have the gamut. Now I'll just take parks right because I know this, the status. So Prairie Park Nature Center is a um, four, which is least aligned with the strategic plan. So that's on chopping block, uh, cemeteries and levees and golf. So at the top end, the free stuff, which is a huge portion of the parks Mac budget, almost 49%, is open space, parks, uh, trails, um, uh, the community band in the in the um, park at the bandstand. <clears throat> so that's on the other end. And each, I would think each division, I know MSO's got some of the low hanging fruit, the police does. So when the budgets get short, <laughs> where do they look? Okay, can we reduce this program? Can we save here? Where, where is it as a priority? Um, I'm not an expert in priority-based budgeting, um, but I have a feeling it's going to play a lot into the next budget round too. So how we align, uh, looking at the key performance indicators of either unmistakable identity or um, economic prosperity or connected city, or um, those are the outcomes and the commitments are the sustainability, uh, equity and inclusion, um, I think when I'm missing uh, sound fiscal, fiscal stewardship, those pieces are, are also um, pieces of the pie. So, Does arts and culture have a number or where does that fit? Well, see, you're in the TGT, so that's a different ah, animal. Okay. Same with Explore Lawrence, but that's um, the Visitors Bureau, yeah. uh, Chamber of Lawrence, the Humane Society, um, which actually um, is gets receives uh, part of the general fund. But the other parts playing the TGT world, which is different, that's part of the unmistakable identity outcome. And so how are we um, meeting the KPIs of events and culture and events in the city as a KPI, um, the BIPOC um, events and culture? Um, I feel like I'm represented and, and welcomed in my community. So those are the things that when we can tie strongly to those, it really gives that sense of this is a priority when we go in for funding. And um, I think there's a, an opportunity that really hasn't been explored that that much. Mary, correct me if I'm wrong, but the CIP for some of the arts, I know we rely on the 2%. Why aren't we, this group, getting into that CIP pot or submitting those and then showing how they align? So I, I know it's going to be controversial. What is CIP? Uh, it's the capital improvement program. So any community member or staff member or collaboration of staff and community members. So for example, Watkins Museum and our department worked on um, 
a CIP item to repair Grover Barn and tie into the Underground Railroad and, and all that. So then it starts to score high on my culture celebrated by the BIPOC. There may be an opportunity to match a grant. So you start to match grants and you tie high in the outcomes and the commitment areas scores a lot higher. So now it's going to compete with um, could compete with a splash pad or could compete with a uh, municipal services um, item or road pavement project. So it, now you're you've got something before the commission, and even if that doesn't get funded, it may be um, consider for um, grant opportunities, but it's on the unfunded list. So we had quite a few of those this year, but it's out there and it's seen. Uh, the the river. <laughs> What's that? I could talk to you at length about funding for the theater and going to the city. Okay. Well, uh, fortunately, there is a retreat coming up where so, we'll have that happen. opportunity. Yeah. Um, what One of the things, though, that, that I would like to ask is if we do stay within the, uh, the TGT funds, my understanding is that the uh, Explore Lawrence is going to be asking for a, a specific amount of money rather than a percentage <clears throat> from that fund. And it would seem to me that if that occurred, it would make the rest of our funding even more unstable. Derek Reds, Director of Parks and Recreation, whatever we do is gonna be fair and equitable in some way. So I, what, what we do for one agency should be consistent with other agencies. So if for some reason we said, hey, we're gonna do two year agreements and, and plan this out, in my opinion, everybody gets a two year agreement. There isn't one special entity over another. Um, so we haven't had those discussions. I, I know that board talks to me quite a bit, but we haven't gotten to the operating agreement yet. So we are starting the uh, the 23 or 24 budget process starting in January. And that is the perfect time to be working on those CIP items and proposals. So um, that might be a good project to have on the agenda for the uh, retreat. I like that idea. That's really helpful, Derek. Thank you. I also think our grants or grants and advocacy subcommittee can be integral to that because I think identifying those, like it's easy to get lost in the cracks of that, but just like having those on someone, some group's radar would be wonderful. And I think advocacy wise, you know, certain things being higher in the strategic plan, sometimes they're more vocal and they're more, you know, well-versed and getting crowds of people to show up and speak to an issue. So if as a subcommittee, we can commit to gathering groups or finding out how to get people outspoken about the arts, like sometimes, I don't know, for some reason, people in the arts tend to be quieter about what we're doing. Like we're not shouting at the rooftops, all this wonderful creative economy boost that we're making. And I think having some strength in numbers would be really smart if we do some more appearances to the commission. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of want to circle back and just say that watching the letter go to the city commission was fascinating for me as a first time experience. Um, and I thought they really did 
what we asked and I, I we I mean the formal ask was to receive the letter and you know and hope that they uh, pulled it and and ask for further discussion which is exactly what happened um, and yeah I think we're in a favorable favorable position with them and I could definitely uh, I think we have some awesome opportunities for the retreat uh, to follow up on yeah. And maybe that could be even part of the invitation to the commission is to say it was wonderful to get this to your attention at the meeting. We'll be discussing it in more detail during the retreat, and we'd love to have your ears and voices at the table because it did seem like there was interest and, you know, eye contact and nodding and all that kind of great stuff that you hope to see. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean Smith, I totally agree. And I feel like a lot of that goes to the facts of the letter and the arguments that you, you put forward. A lot of that is is really like you know, based on on shown metrics and 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 facts and and research, and I think that doing some more of that stuff, and you know, you talked about looking at other communities and looking at how they prioritize these things, and I think that that's a great idea, and I think that um, I think that that's, that can be something we 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 continue to do in order to try and make a case for for what we're talking about. Um, I I will. Um, it seems like um, potentially uh, we might be ready to move on. To our next agenda item. I'll always feel free to stop me if, if I'm wrong. But uh, up next, after um, the staff reports, we do have a, a section just for committee updates. Um, and we don't actually have too much listed under there in, in the agenda. Um, I know that the, the Phoenix um, Awards group has met, uh, the public art group has not met, and the um, community arts grants for the grants advocacy group has also not met. Um, and we're waiting for those uh, those um, application periods to close before before coming together. But I did want to, at, at the very least, give Abby an opportunity to potentially throw out some numbers so we know, uh, as far as applications are concerned, how, how many applications have we received for for both the ODSE uh, outdoor sculpture exhibition and and the community arts grants. Yeah, um, it has really ramped up in the. In the last several weeks um, for outdoor downtown sculpture exhibition, we're at seven um, and for uh, community arts grants, we're at six. Right. Yeah. And they've been coming in. Um, I got two more today. Uh, so I anticipate that that will continue through the rest of the week, uh, through, through the rest of the, um, up until the 17th, which is just next week. It's a couple days. Saturday. It's, it's Saturday. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I, I hope to see a couple more. Um, but yeah, it feels it feels good. It feels like people are are responding. Um, and I did uh, get an email um, from someone asking a couple questions, saying that they are planning to submit like as close to the deadline as possible. Um, so I'm assuming that that's probably a common theme, um, and we'll see some more come through. So Marla, I know at least for three or four that are planning for the community arts grant. So, yep, I think it's great. I do have some updates when um, you feel it's appropriate. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah go ahead. Yeah. Um, we're working on the, uh, the Parks and Rec Arts and Culture Master Plan, Comprehensive Plan coming up. Um, looking at the consultant, Confluence was the one that won. They have done some arts uh, in other communities. Um, so we're working on trying to get a good statement of work to make sure that they had the right people to look at arts and culture as part of this plan. 
So I do have some ideas that I, I would love to share and get some feedback. And I don't really have it in a, a presentation. So I don't know if they want to have a, a task group or I can push some papers and see how much we can get done. This, this comprehensive plan came in at over double of what we were hoping for. Now inflation's got us, but uh, uh, it's something to look at. And what we would also like for this plan is the steering committee is we'll have members from the arts and culture commission. And I think that will help, but it would really be nice to have somebody that has that background, no different than the folks in parks and recreation. If we said, Hey, guess what? The Lawrence cultural and arts commission is going to run your master plan. There you go. Yeah, no, the same thing goes the other way. We want to make sure we have the right input um, and consultants have the right ears and people looking at the right things. Um, so those are some of the things I, I can push it out, but I don't really have it on. I, I can read through it. Would that be helpful for the people on the Zoom? And I can push something out in paper, or would you rather have it emailed out? And I've kind of got a, a short notice turn to try to get something to get commitments from the consultant firm. Do you, do you know, Smith, what is that, that short notice? I mean, what is the what is the time frame for that? Ideally, I'd love to get it done by Friday. And 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 Let's just and just to be clear, you're looking for you're looking for the input of the of the full group, or or potentially have a couple of people volunteer. To... Just a couple of people would be great. If I can get either be Zoom or it can be um, um, and, in person. However, and would that be something where potentially the document could be emailed out to every yes. member, and then everybody yeah, can? It's just a draft, it. and I looked at some of the other. Um, I was looking at one that uh, you know, I was talking with Porter, and he shared out Raleigh. Uh, Creative Life Rally's arts plan. And so I was looking at their scope, but it, if I expand the scope too much, the contractor's gonna go, well, yes, but we're gonna ask for a whole lot more money and I don't have this. <laughs> so I'm trying to get done what I can to get them with the scope to go out and subcontract a consultant that has that right background and experience. And some of what I have is some of the scope that I pulled out of a 380 page, or um, this one's only, I think 80 some pages, creative art life plan, 2030 plan that was done for rally arts um, community. But I took out their scope from their RFP. I was able to find that. And then it'd be a prioritizing from say one of the 10 or other things we want to add. And I was at lunch with Porter and getting feedback from him and looking through his old job description and what he did and uh, going back through some other plans. So he, he has me on a good, good track, but I also want input from the Arts and Culture Commission. I did find a really good cultural plan. I was looking at something for a different project, just like a public arts uh, mural or memorial for the Liarda project. And I stumbled upon a really cool, I think it was from Georgia, like a okay. cultural plan. So I could send that your way, but it just, it was really clear and succinct. Sometimes I feel like our cultural plan, we had that big matrix. Sometimes it was a little overly wordy and to get to the outcomes, it was a little tricky to navigate, but this one I thought was super clear and easy to identify like ways to get to what goal you're trying to achieve. So I could send that your way because I yeah. just stumbled across it this week. Okay. I, I would really like to see what you've got, um, okay. Derek. So I don't know what the best way to get it out is, but I would like to see it. 
Um, and I'm, I want to make sure I'm using the right email, Mary. I think I've got your private. I, I can get that. Okay, so I'll, I'll send it out. And you have a nine-person board? Yeah. Yeah. So you could have four people on a subtask group if I can get something out tomorrow and maybe we can start talking. I would be happy to do it. So Mary. Yeah, I would. I would. Okay. Does anybody else want to want to volunteer to be on the, the subtask uh for uh review reviewing the the document? The thoughts input. Oh, this is Rebecca. You can add me to that. Okay. And and there's no pressure, of course. I know everyone's busy. It's the holidays. I, I, if no one else wants to, I'll, I'll be happy to, to look over it as well. Okay. Sounds good. I will get that out first thing in the morning. I'm going to go to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Great. Well, I mean, we're happy to, uh, to contribute to that. Um, and then, so, okay, so that was the committee updates. I don't think there's anything else we really need to review. Um, this really might be the mythical short meeting, um, short-ish. Right. Um, the next section we have is just miscellany mm -hmm. on the agenda. And the only thing on there is that I um, am going to be on, I call it the committee committee, but it's the recommendations regarding boards and commissions committee. So it is the, the committee which is being convened by the city to look over the entirety of the, the boards and commissions uh that the city has i think there's 47 47 yeah. different some 48 or, um some yeah, some of which are I, I know that in my in my day job i have received emails about the the joint uh city county board which which i'm a part of uh as a staff member but um so that is already happening i actually don't know when the first meeting is going to be but I'll, I'll be i'll be there and i'll be I'll be speaking to my experience with the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission and the Special Alcohol Funding Advisory Board and, and all that stuff. So um, we, I know I've talked about the committee committee in the past. Um, so as that starts happening, if any of you have any questions about the committee committee, just feel free to, <laughs> feel free to bother me. Um, so that's about that. And then if, if nobody has any questions about the committee committee now, um, we, uh, let's see, um, I think, uh, did I skip it? I know we normally we have a, 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 period, a point on the agenda where we just talk about things that are going on in the community. Mm -hmm. So if you have attended any very cool arts or cultural events where you're going to, you want to plug something, um, I'm always eager to know about cool things that are going on. Um, so feel free to shout out. I, I went to the Lola Fair this past weekend. There's always a bunch mm -hmm. of, you know, things like that. So I went to that too. Lots of fun. Good stuff. This is Marlott, less of an event, but I just wanted to acknowledge Candy Baker was the founder of the dance oh. at the Art Center. She recently passed away and she was one of the early Phoenix Award winners. Oh, wow. So I just want to recognize her amazing contributions. She was an amazing artist, but then also a nurturer of so many people in the Lawrence community. So it was a real honor to get to know her throughout the years and a real sad day to hear of her passing. But that's the wonderful thing. People can go back and look at the Phoenix Award winners. Like if you look, Mary Dufton, one of the early ones too. Mm -hmm. And it's so great to get that Lawrence history and to see that people are, you know, what the contributions they've made to our community. This is Dina Amat. Can I add, um, can I, uh, if no one has any other um, events, can I ask uh, two hopefully quick questions? Um, Mm -hmm. We still have a vacancy on our committee, is that right? Yes. yes. 
Is that something that should go on our agenda for um, for our retreat, maybe, or? Absolutely, yeah. Um, or at some I, future meeting? Yeah, as I understand it, we can make a recommendation to the mayor who then uh, will appoint, um, but that's, we can definitely, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Jamie Smith, yeah, I totally agree. We, we we can discuss that. And if you if you know anybody who's willing to spend a couple hours a month in sitting in this room with us, that I'd be excited to to hear about it. So, and then um, forgive this probably basic question, but when we uh, when we don't have a member on the committee, when we have a vacancy on the committee, does that change the uh, quorum? And then the number of like the number we need for a quorum, or yes. does that affect it at all, or is it still considered a nine-person committee even if there's a vacancy? How does that work? So and if it's a very long answer, we could do it at another meeting, but. No worries. I think I can condense it. Um, <laughs> we're technically a 10 person uh, commission and we oh. have vacancy from um, uh, somebody that I didn't actually get to meet. I didn't overlap with them and I cannot remember his name, which is terrible. Um, so we technically have a vacancy at nine um, and um, we have uh, another uh, vacancy um, as of October. Uh, so that's a very good point. Um, I think we're acting as a Roger follow up because I think we had that because we had like three vacancies on our parks and rec advisory board and we like needed everybody because the board was set for nine. So let's get back with you because I want to make sure okay. the bylaws and make sure mm -hmm. that we give you the right answer. So we actually have two vacancies right now then is that right? Did I understand that right? Yes. DOB Smith. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case because yeah, yeah, we had we had two we had two members who okay. were um and and I I think checking the bylaws is great, but from, from my experience, it should be it should just be a percentage of the people who are active members. One more than half. Yeah. Well, so we could according to I believe that we when we boilerplated legal did this a couple of years ago on the that that for example, you get you can have three unexcused board meetings, and then you're off the board. You can have five excused, and so once you have people off the board, you have them filled. I I want to say that we were um, that was changing um, the forum size, but I I do want to get with Roger and make sure that we followed that correctly. And then the second thing. Oh, sorry. That's how, that's how we operate, yeah, with the theater. It's a quorum of the number of you have. Of the number of active people? Yeah. Okay. And then the second thing I just wanted to say is that um, Tony Brew's show is at Wheatfields, and it doesn't have a date, but it says, it says through January. So I think it would be a great awesome. idea if we could jump on that and while her show is still up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I can uh, tomorrow. Great. Exciting. Thank you. I knew, I, I knew I'd seen her stuff somewhere and I could not figure it out, but it's probably there. Debbie Smith, Thank so um, so, so technically we don't have that much anything else on our agenda and um, it sounds like we don't have anybody else uh, 
wanting to share events that they've gone to or are going to. But um, Dina, I'm really glad you asked those questions. We're always open for people to ask questions or make comments. So if anybody else, anybody has anything else, uh, feel free to speak. And if not, um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll move to adjournment. All right, hearing nothing. Uh, can I get a motion for adjournment? This is Mary. I'll move to adjourn. A second. All right. Thank you, Mary, for for moving and and Marlo for seconding. I'm going to do a quick roll call. Marlo. Approve. Uh, and Mary. Approve. And Dina. Approve. And Marciana. Approve. And Rebecca. Approve. Great, and I will also approve. It passes unanimously. We are adjourned. Thank you all for your time. Thank you, staff. Uh, thank you for for uh, everything you do. And uh, we will try and get lunch at, at Weefields tomorrow with, with Tony. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Bye, everybody. Bye.